Welcome to Be Love, Be Well, Be Whole, a monthly podcast with Nicole Raines, licensed marriage and family therapist, and clinical psychologist, Dr. Dina Scott, where we discuss mental health, relationships in all stages and phases, and wellness. The information in this podcast is meant for informational and entertainment purposes and does not take the place of having a relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Let's join the journey. Hi, everyone. Hi, Dina. Hi, Alicia. How are you two doing? Hello. Doing well. So excited to be sharing space with you both today. Likewise. I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. All right. So welcome, everyone. I am Nicole Raines, licensed marriage and family therapist here in Virginia and also in California, here with my co-host and our guest today. Dina, just kind of kicking it over to you. Sure, sure. So I'm Dina Scott. I am a licensed um, psychologist and I am in Oakland, California. I'm very excited to have Alicia here with us and would love to have you introduce yourself. Yeah, thank you. So my name is Alicia McLean and I am an executive leadership coach. Uh, My work is mostly around organizational and individual agility Uh, resilience, mental fitness. I'm based out of San Diego, but I am currently in on the Western slope of Colorado. I love that. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So for our icebreaker, Alicia, what we do is we give like a theme song that kind of represents where we're at in the moment or have been even for the past week, past day, past month, whatever time frame you want to put on it. So just asking you today, Alicia, what is your theme song for the day? Yeah, you know, it's such a great question because when I was looking over the notes in preparation for this, the first thing that came to mind for me was Happy. Um, uh, that song, uh, I forget what his name is. <laughs> Will, Fer- Will Ferrell? Yeah, yeah, Will Ferrell, yeah. So love that song. And it just has such a, a great uh, upbeat and get your body moving kind of a, um, vibe to it so that's what I thought of my theme song (laughs) I like it what about you Dina so I have been feeling really good I feel like the summer has been just pretty incredible and I've been around some amazing energy and so I think going in a similar theme to Alicia um, Floetry has a song um, Sunshine and I just feel like there's been so much just sunshine whether that is thinking about the physical sunshine or just the people um, the spirit the energy um, and also myself Um, so I am feeling Floetry Sunshine today what about you Nicole? Uh, So today I am in a reflective space, a reflective mood, kind of introspective, not in a bad way. And I'm going back to one of my go-to bands of Lowry Brother Band uh, and with distant places. So no lyrics to it, but just the title. I'm kind of thinking about and missing traveling a little bit um, and just also not having a lot of words, but just really feeling the vibe of that song. Nice. All right. So, you know, you can feel free to follow our living list of mood theme songs on Spotify. And it's under Be Love, Be Well, Be Whole Mood. Take a moment to listen to where we've been at and where we're going and maybe even thinking about how you can share your own theme song for the day. And then now how we're delving in, right, and being able to discuss what's going on. Alicia, just wanting to 
tell us a little bit about your work and how you incorporate love, wellness, and wholeness into what you do. Yeah. So I, um, <laughs> I've been doing this work for years uh, as, a, as a coach. My, if I want to think about a short title, I'd be called an agile coach. Um, and that's working with organizations that are looking for greater agility. Uh, in recent years, I've been working for myself. And actually, just on the 19th of this month, I had my six-year anniversary working for myself. So I, <laughs> thank you. I'm still just like amazed about this because I've been an entrepreneur a couple of times before. And, you know, you live and you learn. Third time was going to be a charm. And uh, so, yeah, so the work that I do is, mostly in IT and software development. So I, I work in the, in, the, in the, I'll just say in the STEM space because it's IT software development in medical device or, med or hospital systems. And the work is around helping people find greater business agility so that they can have better resilience. Like when things like 2020 happen, like when years like that happen. And so a big part of that work is the executive coaching and the professional coaching work. I'm an ICF coach. And when I think about love and how that's incorporated in my work, it's really in this idea of having a stance with my client, holding them as completely creative, resourceful and whole. And that really is what comes to me uh, just as a human, but it also comes to me from ICF. The International Coach Federation is the global certifying standard for professional coaching and there's a uh, a body of ethics and a body of commitments and so I lead with a place of empathy and and I meet my clients where they are right so really coming in releasing judgment and just knowing that they have what they need in terms of the answers I'm really there to help reveal their systems to them and help them make the decisions from there about what they want to do and so when I think about uh, the love part. That's, that's really where I think about love is empathy, meeting them where they are and holding them as creative, resourceful, and whole. Um, when I think about wellness and wholeness, you know, part of my work also is training. So when they're looking to do this move towards greater business agility, um, there's a, there could be a training component to that from my work. And I, and I recognize that nobody wants to sit on a Zoom call all day. So mm -hmm. I have brief sessions, you know, like maybe nine to noon. Um, and when I do breaks, I break at the hour because I recognize that people need to move. And I actually do a yoga break. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, so I'm a huge fan of this. I'm going to try not to spend too much time talking about this, but I'm a huge fan of the Peloton app. When we sold our house in uh, San Diego and, and bought our fifth wheel to, to be mobile and move around the United States, I couldn't go to my Pilates class anymore. So I got on the Peloton app. And so they have this series called Yoga Anywhere. And you could do a five minute class, a 10 minute class. And so that's what I do on the breaks. We just bust out a yoga move and get ourselves moving and and so that's where I think about this idea of wellness and wholeness. And that's part of my work. And I feel like it's a, I think it's a distinction. You know, people don't expect to get a, a yoga class in the middle of their training. <laughs> they don't. Yeah, that's such a good point. You know, and when thinking about, you know, the connection between, you know, mind, body, spirit, Alicia, yes. with your talking, it makes me think so much about that. And I was wondering if you could share a little bit more about what is positive intelligence? 
Yeah, so I am super excited about this work. Um, so as I mentioned, part of my work is the executive coaching part, professional coaching, uh, competency, if you will, uh, that is part of what Agile coaches do. And it was in December of last year where I became aware of this work and went through a, a seven-week program, and now I'm in a, a year-long um, uh, certification program. Positive intelligence and mental fitness uh, is about building your capacity to respond to life's challenges with a positive rather than a negative mindset. And I believe it's the ultimate in empowerment and mm -hmm. answers the question, how do I thrive in this context? And the reason why I put that in there is because, um, you know, we have choices about how we respond to whatever an event is. And so part of my target is to get this work out in front of women's organizations in BIPOC communities. And, you know, we have a context around us, right? And so, mm. you know, some of this, well, a lot of it, we, we take on, you know, positive intelligence is about the science of looking at just basically the primal function of how the left brain works and how the right brain works. You know, our left brain, is there to hold uh, fear, hypervigilance so that we can navigate the world and stay alive and keep our families alive. <laughs> you know, in, in early man and caveman days, we were looking out for saber-toothed tiger and snakes falling out of trees, so on and so forth. It's just part of the wiring of the human brain. And then the right brain is, uh, is really where love, ease, and flow is. And so when we have both of these two hemispheres of our brain combined together, we navigate our world. And, and what has happened for many of us, all of us probably, is that we've gotten a really strong left-hand side. So if you think about a bicep on your left arm, it's like 10 inches high. And then the right arm, you put it up and it's very olive oil, like there's no bicep. It's mm. just hanging there. It's atrophy. And so positive intelligence is about helping people understand the patterns of thinking that they have that go along this left brain side of things. And really um, gaining access, if you will, to the right-hand side of your brain and, and, and not be going through life half-brained like we do because we, you know, we're, we're, we're real quick to those negative messages and that judgment. But then how do, we, how do we hold a space for grace and empathy and creativity and passion and purpose and all that good stuff? I love what so you said, um, Alicia, and you mentioned in there, and even delving in more maybe about, mm -hmm. uh, you know, how to thrive, that that's what the coaching is around and being yeah. able to talk about positive intelligence and mental fitness is thrive. And I know so much, um, so, so much has been surrounding where, okay, there's been, especially with 2020, like, okay, we just need to yep. survive. We just need right. to exist. So yeah. that notion of being able to thrive, because I mean, yeah. you were still able to thrive. It's, it was not a one size fits all for last year, but really no. delving into that more because there's been so much of, okay, survive, exist, survive, exist, um, stay safe. Let's talk about thrive. Yeah, let's talk about thrive, <laughs> right? You know, if we look at like, so for instance, part of this work, uh, is once you find yourself in negative emotion, you know, there's, there's, there's a whole physicality to this, right? So if I find mm -hmm. myself in negative emotion, chances are I've had a negative thought before that. And that negative thought is what's coming off of our survival brain, that left-hand side of our brain. There's a mindfulness, a series of mindfulness practices that you can do that actually begin to open up the pathways to the right-hand side of the brain. And so the, he refers to, he being Shirzad Shamin, who's the original scientist and founder around this work, um, 
refers to the left-hand side of the brain as the saboteur patterns of thinking. And then the right-hand side of the brain is the side, the sage patterns of thinking. And so the sage perspective is that whatever is in front of me, there's no good and bad to it. There's a gift and opportunity here. Mm -hmm. And so if I can look at whatever is presented to me and find the gift and opportunity, I can, I can find a better way to navigate it. You know, when you find yourself in like a, a rage of anger, the first thing someone says is calm down right? Well, and you need to calm down because you can't access any kind of thinking or wisdom because you're all, you know, you're all, uh, you've got your whole adrenaline thing going and all the, you know, the hormones and everything else processing from the fight or flight that you've triggered for yourself. And so the way to thrive is to find that gift and opportunity. And I have to tell you, you know, 2020 was, was definitely, it put a lot of people into survival mode. The whole yes. country, yes. the whole world yes. is in fight or flight, you know, and everybody's responding to everything with this, this sort of triggered state of uh, emotionality. And, and so this work helps us find our sage and, and find the gift and opportunity. And, and frankly, as I looked at 2020, um, it was a huge gift for me, given our, you know, living situation and what we were planning to do. You know, I, I look back at that and, and really uh, feel that it was quite a gift and it continues to be a gift. It, you know, it's caused me to be so creative in the ways that I, I do things because the context has changed. So, yeah. I mean, that shift in context, that shift in perspective, Alicia, yes. you know, that's how we actually develop coping skills is when we can change yes. that perspective. And then mm -hmm. just what you spoke about as far as okay, the left brain is kind of active right now and we're in that yep. fight or flight. And then how do we calm it? And then being able to do mindfulness or, or definitely through our breath, uh, being yeah. able to do those kind of things. But what you mentioned in terms of like, you know, seeing this as an opportunity and being able to really look at it that way. How, yeah. what are some things that people can do to kind of, to make that a shift? Because it, there's science behind it is that if you can look at things as a challenge uh, instead of a threat, your, your nervous system's not gonna respond the same way. So what are some techniques that you have even worked with clients? Yeah, yeah, I'll tell you, this is, this is the part, I love all of this, right? Because you're exactly right. There's all this science around what we perceive and how our body responds and when we're in fight or flight and what our capacity is in that moment. And so these mindfulness practices, here's the thing that happens for people. I think what happens is when people become aware of this, they feel like they can think their way out of this, this, this negative physical response to this event. Yes. And this is where the mindfulness practice comes in because, and then the way that I describe it to clients is when you're doing this mindfulness practice, when you are so focused on the mindfulness practice, you're sort of getting out of the hamster wheel that your left brain is on that's spinning around these negative messages and you get into your body. And so what you mentioned, the breath work is a way to do that. So that's one of the things that I help people with. Um, and then one of my favorite one, I, I just call it feet on the floor. So it's kind of noticing the weight of the feet on your, your feet on the floor, and then noticing the texture surface and quality and whatever that your feet are on, just really getting out of your head and into the bottom of your feet. And then I just have them wiggle their toes. And so when you wiggle your toes, 
in a way where you check in, like there's a roll call for every single one of them, right? I'm checking in with every single one of those toes. If you're concentrated on that, you can't continue this hamster mind, hamster mind, lizard brain, right? You can't, <laughs> you can't right. continue that, that spiral of negative thinking. And so it takes you, it's sort of, I say it's like turning the volume down on the saboteur thinking. We're wired this way, so we can't get rid of the saboteur thinking, but we can turn the volume down on it. So we have less of this physical response. That almost bears repeating, Alicia, because that's one of the, <laughs> the things, right? Is just being able yeah. to, that, and honestly, that's part of the wholeness is that we're all the yeah. thing. And yeah. that it's not, oh, bad, bad, bad. It's bad that it's I'm not. thinking this way. It's, it's And I think even given it like, okay, the saboteur is just kind of hanging out. Let's let's have the sage kind of come in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but the sage is not trying to get rid of the saboteur. No. It's kind of no. yeah. being in concert of saying, okay, let's work together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's have let's have our saboteur patterns of thinking. Let's just, you know, I, I always say let's take the megaphone out of their hands, right? <laughs> I like just it. Blasting all these negative messages. And then your body is physically responding to that. And so when you get into this, 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 this mindfulness practice, if you start, you know, noticing every single toe and wiggling those toes, it's like you can't text and drive. You can't do this and try to have negative thinking at the same time either. So you really have to really get into those feet and, and wiggle those toes. And there's, there's several other, there's a myriad of other practices that you can do where you're really focused on the physicality of whatever that body movement is. Some people, when they jog, they notice their feet hitting the, the ground or the floor that they're running on, and they just get Get into that. That's like a mindfulness practice. That's a we call it PQ reps. Positive intelligence is abbreviated as PQ, just like emotional intelligence is abbreviated EQ. And uh, so, yeah, the uh, uh, the the performance science part of this is to get into the, the body. I like it, Alicia, and I think that you also touched upon. A lot of times, people think that mindfulness is something that is not necessarily attainable or that you have to work, 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 and then you get there and that's where you stay. But just yeah. remembering that these are, it's a practice and these are practices and it's our daily life and how we're showing up in that yeah. moment, being aware yeah. of where we're yeah. at in the moment, wherever it may be. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I think these are great and practical tips uh, to be able to share with our audience and just for people to um, demystify some of these things a bit too. Yeah, yeah. You know, one of the things that this work does is I think make the, uh, you know, by taking this performance science aspect of it and the PQ reps and, you know, just like you would go to a gym and do bicep curls and sit-ups, you know, you're going to do these reps to help open up the pathways to the right-hand side of the brain. And some of the science behind this is, uh, when Shrizad Shamin was doing this work, he would have people in an MRI scan when they're doing these PQ reps and you can begin to see the brain activity uh, open up and, and on the right-hand side of the brain and, and, and really get that pathway opened up and going. And, you know, I think what happens is when people think of mindfulness, they think of, I'm seated on a floor in a, a particular position, you know, and I've got, you know, the ambiance in a way where I can really focus. And all of that is amazing. It's amazing and it's a great practice. And then you're in the middle of a meeting mm -hmm. and someone says something that has triggered you in a way where that has lightning fast, got right into your nervous system, right? Yay. And you're, 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 you're angry, your palms are sweating, 
you've clenched your jaw. There's no, I can't get into that lotus pose. You know what I mean? So how do I quickly access something that can help me bring the volume down of those negative messages that are firing? Because I have negative emotion right now. So how do I turn the volume down? I don't need to get in that lotus pose. I could get those feet on the floor. I can rub two palms together in a way where I notice the ridges and the texture on both palm, uh, you know, each of my palms, you know, all these different things that you can do. I teach my clients about three or four that are just easily accessible. I love that you shared that Alicia, because it also made me think about the accessibility um, mm -hmm. factor um, when you mm -hmm. think of this work. And mm -hmm. you know, I know that you mentioned earlier, you know, just the importance of thinking about, you know, a variety of communities, um, including BIPOC communities. But yep. I think about, you know, so many communities that might be experiencing a variety of different, you know, potential environmental personal stressors. And so I yep. think being very tangible and breaking yep. it down in the way that you did just did is mm -hmm. so powerful because it allows it to feel more accessible. Because sometimes I think mindfulness does feel very othered. Like yes. I have to be in a certain level of, you know, space or privilege to access this. Um, but how can we all try to access it in ways that feel right for where I'm at in the moment. So I, I want to just give appreciation to you for how you um, did speak to it so eloquently um, in, in how you broke down um, the, the process. Yeah, yeah. And, and the reason why I, I, when I originally became aware of this work, I, I thought about women in, in BIPOC communities is because a lot of this research was done um, out of uh, Silicon Valley on executives, CEOs, and around the world as well, but mostly with executives and anybody that's got a left brain and a right brain could benefit from this work. And I thought I'm going straight for the women and the BIPOC communities because we would be the last people to get this kind of information. Mm -hmm. and, and actually part of my, I'll call it ministry work with this is to get this message in front of women that are justice involved in some way. So whether they're currently mm -hmm. incarcerated or uh, ready for reentry, because this is empowerment. When right. I start to realize that I am not the thinking that comes out of my left brain and I can make choices uh, in whatever context I can make choices, this is huge. Yes. This is huge. Mm -hmm. and, and I really feel like it could have an impact on uh, recidivism. And so that is, um, you know, that's where I'm going. I love it. I love it. I love it. I mean, you, we talk about um, thoughts not being facts and sometimes yes. that's hard to grasp for people. So yes. it is just these, these continuing messages. And I, I really love the linkage because when people think about executive coaching, I don't know, this is not necessarily typically where their mind goes. So right. I, I think it's really exactly. important <laughs> to, to see how in every aspect, it is looking at that mind, body, and spirit, and spirit being how a person brings meaning and purpose to their life through yeah. which, whatever means that may be, but looking at how all of those show up in the wholeness of ourselves in whatever yes. arena that we're in, and so that executive coaching is not just you looking at numbers or talking about performance, it's about performance in a way that you thrive throughout your life and you're working on the human aspect of yourself, not the role. 
Yeah. yeah. You know, that's such a great point because when I think about executive and leadership coaching, to your point, some people were like, well, I'm not an executive. I'm not a leader. So this doesn't mm-hmm. apply to me. And I think everybody's a leader. If, you know, yes. any way yeah. you show up on this planet, if you're leading other people, if you're a parent, if you're in a right. relationship, yes. if you're a community person, if you're, you know, whatever, I feel leadership. And this has been my, this has been my, I'm a huge leadership junkie. So I've been on the leadership bandwagon for many, many, many years. And I feel like it's it's a it's an opportunity for all of us and so when i think about this idea of executive coaching i think about almost executive function we all have executive function right this is how the brain works right so how do we look at how do we look at the way that the brain actually works and what's so interesting about this and i thought about this as i went through this work is as much education as i've gone through i don't think i ever was taught to witness my thinking Mm-hmm. Uh, to, to, to look at my thinking and to your point, understand that I'm not my thinking, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Especially when it's all this survival firing of the left brain. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and that makes me think, you know, you know, Alicia, I also do a lot of work with um, adolescents and mm-hmm. you know, with what you're saying in terms of, you know, us kind of being in certain spaces and places, but not always learning some of these skills yeah. and how, yeah incredible would it be if we are thinking about things in this way even from childhood up right and so not waiting to feel like we have to be in a specific role per se we're just learning and developing these skills throughout our life journey Absolutely. Shazad Shamin has a huge passion for getting this work in front of kids. Uh, youngest age, 10 years old, uh, for uh, 10 to 15, because girls, you know, typically they develop a little uh, faster along their continuum, maybe than boys do, but anywhere between 10 and 15, them taking the assessment, them being aware of this work. It's a game changer. Right. <laughs> it is a game changer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when I think about it, it he also, he, Shazad Shamin also talks about this work being um, an operating system under pretty much everything else, right? So when you can get your mind right, right? When you think about stress and anxiety management, work-life balance, working and living with difficult people, health and dieting, parenting, leadership, spouse and significant other, self-actualization, all of these things, have this operating system under it of getting your mind right. And once you can really understand just that basic functioning of listening to and noticing when you're in saboteur thought versus when you are in SAGE and how you can access SAGE, by not by trying to think your way out of it, but to do the mindfulness practice of the PQ rep, as we call this, to really uh, get into that. It's, it's just, a, it's such a game changer. Yeah. It is, Alicia, and I, I love hearing your the passion behind yeah. it. I do uh, keynote presentations to organizations about this, um, helping them to understand. You know, a lot of um, women in STEM, the women's organizations, uh, frequently have top- topics around imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Well, this whole feeling that comes out of imposter syndrome has a lot to do with saboteur thinking and so uh, do you have any upcoming events or uh, things that people can join how can how can the listeners find you 
Yeah. So they can find me on LinkedIn, uh, looking for me under Alicia R. McLean. Um, and then if you're sharing information about uh, social, I've got a Twitter handle, Agile Leader SD, and uh, a YouTube channel, SBHC 2020, Small Business Health Check. So HB, SBHC 2020. Um, and my uh, website is operational hyphen innovations with an S on the end.com. And you can find me there. And in terms of events, what I'm really looking for, and I'm building this work now, is getting out in front of these uh, employee resource groups or associate resource groups um, in organizations uh, to talk about mental fitness, positive intelligence. And, you know, because one of the great things about this work is once you see it, you can't unsee it. Right. <laughs> so after you, after you take right. this assessment and you become aware of this patterns of saboteur <laughs> thinking, right. you, yeah, it's just there, right? So I love, love, love getting that out in front of groups. So yeah, anybody can connect with me on any of those channels and I'll let them know about anything that I have upcoming. Thank you, Alicia, planting those seeds uh, yeah. and then just wanting to thank you. This is uh, wanting to have our moments of joy and appreciation. So my appreciation for you of coming on the show and sharing this with Dina and myself and all the listeners. This has been a really helpful topic because like I said, it's just really nice to hear about like some thriving uh, and that's brought some joy to me uh, along with just seeing, oh, got to see our little niece uh, via FaceTime yesterday. And so that was another moment of joy, joy for nice. me as well. Yeah, nice, yeah. Yeah, moments of joy. Those yeah. I grab onto every one of them, huh? <laughs> right. For you, Alicia, are there specific moments of joy and appreciation that stand out from this week? Yeah, well, great uh, appreciation to both of you for having me on this channel. As you can tell, I get pretty pretty fired up about this topic. <laughs> so I, I'm pretty it. excited about getting it out there into the world and into the communities who I believe could just really thrive with this and appreciate it. So I'm super excited about that. And I have a huge uh, gratitude for both of you for this, this forum to, to talk about it. And yeah, I think that <laughs> we just went to uh, our, a national monument yesterday, the Colorado National Monument. And it, it's, it's one of these places that I have to really work on my PQ reps for because I am terrified of heights. Mm. And so being able to really be at peace and enjoy, you know, drop off cliffs and windy roads and all this other stuff. I do this work for myself on the daily <laughs> <laughs> to stay out of my fear mode. So that was a moment of joy to just make the connection between everyday life and how to use these practices and really enjoy a spectacular uh, piece of, uh, you know, just beauty out here in nature. I love it. I love hearing that. And the nature aspect I think is so important. I know that Nicole has talked about that and some of her um, previous appreciations and moments of joy. And I think for myself, you know, I always get very excited, energized um, for these calls. Um, I think being able to create additional community connection, conversation is always, always something that lifts my spirit. And I just feel like the connecting pieces with family and friends has been huge for me. And so over the past, you know, week and between my last, um, our last episode, I have just seen some incredible family members and friends um, that always, always bring me joy. So definitely want to acknowledge that. 
That's great. Nice. All right. Well, we are always just, again, so thankful and grateful um, to be able to have our incredible guests, to be able to have those who come and join us to listen um, and to potentially extend um, the conversation in different ways. And we want to remind everyone that being whole is for everyone. We thank you for joining us today. Be sure to listen and to subscribe. And until next time, be love, be well, be whole. Thank you.